after the pain and heartache of seeing someone you have mentored for three plus years betray you, Jesus now had to go through the ordeal of a trial and judgment in Pilate's hall. Though the Jewish leaders wished to condemn Jesus to a speedy death, the civil authorities were the ones who could authorize capital punishment. Thus, it was the Roman government through their regional representative of Pontius Pilate who had to be convinced of Jesus' guilt. Before Jesus was taken before Pilate, he was taken before Annas and Caiaphas. As Jesus was standing before Annas and Caiaphas, the calmness and peace that he possessed was in stark contrast to the anger and hatred that was in the room. They tried to get people to testify against Jesus, but they did not hold up under questioning. Jesus was not engaging in any of their questions until they asked him if he was the Son of God. Here was a question he could not ignore as his very identity was called into question. He then warned Caiaphas after he answered in the affirmative that he would see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven, a key reference to the second coming. Jesus was being shuffled around and mistreated. He was being spat upon, slapped and hit. Never had a criminal been treated as bad as he. In the midst of this, his prophecy about Peter denying him three times came true. As Peter was standing in the courtyard, he vehemently denied Jesus with cursing and swearing. Then the rooster crowed. In this moment, Peter was heartbroken and he ran out, the Bible says, and wept bitterly. Peter had a desire to go all in for Jesus, but he had huge weaknesses and blind spots that he needed to recognize and ask Jesus to fix. In the morning, Jesus was brought before Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor. He was again asked if he was the Son of God, to which he answered, it is as you say. Pilate was not convinced of Jesus' guilt and saw no reason to condemn him to death. And this was further emphasized by his wife, who came to see him and told him she had had a dream and warned him not to have anything to do with this just man. Pilate declared that he found no fault in him, but he was a weak and vacillating character. And rather than release him, he sent him to Herod. Herod, after questioning him, was also not convinced of his guilt, but he sent him back to Pilate. Pilate was frustrated that Jesus had now been brought back to him, and now he resorted to a strange custom where the multitude could ask for one prisoner to be released unto them. Bringing out Barabbas, he asked them which of the two they want to be released. The contrast could not have been more stark, and yet the crowd cried out for Barabbas. He then asked what he should do with Jesus, and the crowd who had now been worked up by the priests and the elders say, crucify him, crucify him. Pilate then performs a cowardly act where he asks for a wash basin to be brought out, and he washes his hands, saying he is free of the guilt of this innocent man. But Pilate played a part in the death of Jesus through this act of cowardice. May we never bow to pressure or shirk from making a tough decision when we need to. Both Herod and Pilate knew that Jesus was innocent 
but both were scared to act according to their convictions. Both wished to please the masses. They hesitated and ultimately made the wrong choice, a choice that would haunt them for the rest of their lives. Both chose the approval of the crowd over their convictions. This is the challenge that we all face, our conscience or popularity, adulation and the will of the majority. The majority is rarely right. May we be prepared to stand for God, even if it means standing alone, because we know that Jesus stood alone for us.